Age Gap Romance, Older Man, Younger Woman, and Threesomes. This week on Romance Ramblings, I'm talking about taboo tropes and risque romances with special guest Margot Scott. It's our biggest episode to date, so let's dive in. Welcome back to Romance Ramblings, your weekly romance-centric podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Anderson, and this week I have a special guest host, the incomparable, the illustrious, the prolific Margot Scott. I've mentioned Margot on this podcast before. Go back to episode three and you'll hear me rave about her books. Margot is no stranger to risque romance. All of her books should come with a five-alarm fire warning for how H.O.T. hot they are. She excels in crafting tempting, teasing, totally taboo tales for her fans to devour, usually in one sitting. Margot, I'm so glad to have you on this week's episode. Would you please take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, I'm Margot Scott, and I write erotica and erotic romance. Um, Most of my books feature broody, bearded alpha heroes, dirty daddies, and age gaps for your shameless enjoyment. Um, I've been a writer since, I want to say 2014, like, you know, you've been writing your whole life, but like, I've only seriously been doing it uh, since then. Um, This particular pen name is not that old. It's only a couple years old, but you know, when I was a wee baby author, I was kind of just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what would happen. Um, (laughs) But I've finally found my footing and I'm very happy in my specific corner of Romance Landia. Not only is Margot an amazingly talented romance author, but she's a damn fine cover designer as well. I've always been envious of her eye for romance novel covers, and her self-taught design skills put my college-educated ones to shame. Enough gushing over my guest. Let's get into the episode. There are some tropes in romance that are considered taboo. Forbidden love, brother's best friend, best friend's little sister, older man, younger woman, and even daddy kink fetishes. Margot has written her fair share of taboo stories in her career as a romance writer, so on this topic I'll defer to her. Margot, what drew you to taboo romance? So, uh, I feel like I took a, um, a somewhat unorthodox road to romance period um i started off as an erotica writer um and i I even started off as an erotica reader like romance wasn't really something that i sought out um but you know in my library which was it was it was cool because it was like the community library and my high school library so they had a lot of books that like they might not get just for a high school library that were at this library and i would sneak into the adult reading room and i would look on those shelves for books uh, and they'd kick me out occasionally, but I would always go back. And uh, so I <laughs> really fell in love with erotica first. Um, specifically, uh, well, I guess we'll talk about the specific books later, but, but I found okay. books there that I probably shouldn't have been reading at that age, but like, you know, I, I just devoured them. I adored them. 
And I wasn't writing back then. Like, I wasn't publishing back then, I'll say. Like, if I was publishing anywhere, it was, like, Literatica or my website, and that was it. Because I didn't think I could do the self-publishing thing for the longest time. I was just like, no, 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 I want a publisher. I want to do it the regular way. Because um, I just, I didn't think that I had it in me to be a cover designer and a marketer and a publisher. Because that's a lot. So I actually didn't write Taboo really anything at first because I really, really wanted to make this a career. And at the time, Taboo Romance was definitely, um, it was something that self-publishers were doing. And again, I didn't really think that I could self-publish. I didn't think that was the road I was going to take. So I was sort of focusing on like, okay, what, what are publishers looking for right now? And I was trying to write that. And, uh, it, you know, I, I don't know. I, for me personally, I, I really like there to be, um, just, just a level of the taboo, the forbidden, just, just a drop of that in any romance that I enjoy. I'm just drawn to it. Like, like if I'm going to read something that has a romance in it, like if I'm going to read a romance, I, I want the romance itself to be like questionable, um, mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I'll just read something else that has a romance in it and then there's other stuff happening around it. And it's like, OK, the romance is part of it. And I love that. But um, I don't know. For me, just if if the romance isn't a little bit wrong, it just doesn't feel right to me. If it's not <laughs> it's, wrong, it's not right. Exactly. Exactly. I've read most, if not all, of Margot's novellas and longer novels. I might be missing a few here and there, but when it comes to getting my dirty romance fix, I read her books. A few of her sordid stories that stand out in my mind are Deep Wood and Pretty, Dark, and Dirty. Margot, why don't you tell us a little bit about your inspiration behind Deep Wood? Sure. Uh, Deep Wood came about after I had published Pretty, Dark, and Dirty. And I was like, oh, wow, like I, I can apparently write long things again, because for for the longest time, I wasn't writing books, really. Like, like I said, um, I had turned that old manuscript into pretty dark and dirty. And so I felt like I was kind of working with something that already existed. Yeah. And I was really only writing short stories at the time because I don't know, I felt like the writer's block had like broken something in my brain and like I just couldn't write longer books. Now mm-hmm. I can't write short books, so, you know, the pendulum has swung. But anyway. The curse is reversed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm sure it'll swing back again. But mm-hmm. I uh, I wrote that book because I had read a bunch of Mountain Daddy romance that featured, you know, they, they, were, they were mountain romances, and they were specifically Mountain Daddy romances. Okay. And... And I was like, these are good. I, re- I really I really like this trope. And so I decided to write my own. Um, but I had already had this, like the opening where he's driving and mm-hmm. he gets to the um, to the the store, like the general store. And he mm-hmm. meets Nora, who's like holding him up and like, you know, taking way too long at the cash register. I had yeah. that written already. And I, I don't know, that was just a scene that had, that had come to me years ago, like like two years ago and I had held mm-hmm. on to it 
And I don't know, something just clicked. I, I love when that happens. When you when you have something like, you know, uh, an old manuscript or or a tiny little snippet of something that you've kept on your hard drive and you're like, eh, maybe I'll do something with this. Maybe nothing will ever come of it. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden an idea hits you and you're just like, oh, wait, that would be perfect for this idea. I really loved Silas and Nora's story, and the quasi-paranormal elements you tied into it. Now, let's talk about Pretty, Dark, and Dirty. This was my first really taboo novel, and when I read it, I had to keep stopping and starting because I couldn't believe what I was reading. That book and those characters have found a way to haunt me long after I closed the last page. Tell us about Pretty, Dark, and Dirty and what made you write it. Oh, I'm I'm so happy. I'm happy they haunt you too because they haunt me. Like, like I think about Jet and Mason all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. They again, like I said, the the book the book went through multiple um multiple revisions, and so it existed in various forms um over a long period of time over the course mm-hmm. of like you know like three or four years. And so Jet and Mason have been other people, but they've always kind of been like, like their shapes have been the same. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe I give them different names or maybe I give them uh, slightly different backgrounds, but for the most part, they have been the same characters the entire time. Mm-hmm. The, the original student teacher story was about an art teacher and his student. And so when I, you know, when I decided to turn it into the utter filth that it became, um, <laughs> I wanted to keep the the art angle. You know, I, I yeah. really liked that. And the the scene where they they first meet in in the museum in New York, mm-hmm. um, that I really really wanted to keep that scene. That was definitely from the original version in which like she was on there on like a field trip or something but I I just like the idea of them meeting there yeah like I I write daddy romance and age gap romance older man younger woman romance uh because I I write from the point of view of the fantasy of you know going back to a a simpler time when you were younger and you were, you know, you you were just really inexperienced and wouldn't it have been nice to have someone who, uh, you know, wanted to take care of you. And they were, they really were, you genuinely knew that they were coming from a place of love and care. And, you know, Mm. they, and the reason that you know that when you're reading one of these books is because, well, you know, I wrote it that way. Uh, exactly. He is a genuinely good guy because I made him a genuinely good guy. Let's talk about the books that brought us here. I speak solely for myself when I say I was a voracious reader as a teenager and young adult. I'm sure Margot was the same. When I was a teen, I'd read anything I could get my hands on. And that includes more than a few questionable titles. Margot, what were you reading as a teen? What books did you sneak under the covers at night that you probably shouldn't have read? 
Oh, well, <laughs> there, were, there were a few of those. Um, it all kind of started with, um, I can't remember which one came first, but around this uh, around the time that I discovered Story of O by Pauline Rich, I also oh. discovered the Sleeping Beauty series by mm-hmm. um, Anne Rice or Anne Rockwellor, I think was her pen name back then. Yeah. 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 So like these, these like heavy, kinky, but like, not not kinky in the way that we think about kink now like yeah like the sleeping beauty series has a lot of kink in the way that you know it has a lot of bondage and it has a lot of uh corporal punishment and things like that mm-hmm. but none of it is negotiated like it's it's just it's it's not consensual it's not <laughs> consensual at all no not at all and and i i think it, you know again it goes back to that idea of of fantasy and um you know I see it as like degrees of separation from your, your fantasy. Like some people will read um, dark romance and be like, Oh my God, you know, I, this is too much. This is too heavy. But then they'll go and pick up a book, like asking for it by Lila Pace and they'll, they'll love it, you know, cause it's the, the consensual non-consent is negotiated on the page. Mm-hmm. But I see that as a, uh, uh, it's sort of like like how many degrees how much distance do you need between yourself and your fantasy like you know for some people they just want to dive right in and be right there in the head of the character but somebody else needs to know that that character is just role playing and i think that you know it all of that is valid like no matter yes. what you need it, it it's totally fine story of o <laughs> story of o by pauline Reeves was was a pretty big one. I read that when I was maybe like, I want to say 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that one was one of the first BDSM books that I read. And it, it kind of, I think it is for a lot of people. Now that we're both grown, what types of taboo tropes do you find yourself drawn to? Well, now that I'm writing what I want to read, I I read a lot of, uh, I love me some daddy romance, love the age gap, of course, um, mm-hmm. generally an older man, younger woman. But I, I've definitely branched out in terms of like, for me, I've actually, it's, it's stranger that I've branched out to read romances that don't have kink and that are oh. a little more vanilla and that are um, not even as steamy as the books that I write. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed Virgin River by Robin Carr. Oh, like that was okay. That was wholesome. It was kind of wholesome, but like it, it was fun. It's funny when you go to the reviews though, because the reviews will be like, "There was too much sex in this," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, where was the sex? <laughs> Show me the sex. I uh, did I miss something? Did I get the wrong version of my Kindle? Where's the sex in this book?" I do enjoy like small town romances because um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that insular feeling. Like, cozy, like, oh, everybody knows everybody feeling. Margot is a prolific writer, and she always has something in the pipeline for her fans. Margot, why don't you take a minute to tell us about what's next for you? Yeah, that's definitely slowing down. I'm not nearly as prolific as some people. Like not even not even as prolific as you. Like you can pound out a book in like a few weeks, and that that amazes me. Oh, bless um, your heart. <laughs> yeah, no, 
like I I am a slow writer and I say that even though it don't it it took me it took me like less than two months to write stay baby stay which is twice as long as run baby run but yeah I didn't know it was going to take that long and so I only budgeted enough time to write a novella so that that was hard like that that I don't know. That kind of broke me for a little bit. So I'm, I'm right now. I'm just still in the outlining phase, but I have a few books that are due for collaborations later this year. And so, what, like, what are you working on for this year? I know so you this... have the third book in the Daddy Loves You series. Yes, that uh, I'm hoping to have that out uh, in the fall. I think a lot of these books are gonna are gonna. Um, come out in the fall so I have the the book that's coming out in the Killing Me Softly anthology the romantic suspense yes. anthology um, I have a student professor romance that's coming out as part of a collaboration with some other authors um, I'm really looking forward to that one that one's going to be a lot of fun uh, and then I want to get out uh, another Christmas romance like, I really oh. want to yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed writing Sharing Noel. And so I kind of I want to write another book in that universe. Like I think, I think I want to place it at that, that winter resort. And so, okay, you know, maybe we'll see some of those characters from Sharing Noel, you know, around. Yeah, I am. Um, I really... I really want to, I, I want to stay prolific, but I'm sort of, I'm starting to write longer books now. And so that's getting a little bit harder mm-hmm. um, because, I you know, I, that. at first, yeah, like at first I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to write novellas and then that'll allow me to put out a book every other month. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of grueling. Maybe I'll do one every two months. And then I wrote a novel and now I can't seem to write anything but novels. And so I'm like, well, all right, I guess, uh, I guess it'll be, you know, less than that. <laughs> we'll see what happens. This is your life now. Yep. This is my life now. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your story for Killing Me Softly. Is that The Daddy Loves You? Is that The Student Professor? Yeah, so I sort of, uh, I wavered on that because I thought it was going to be one thing. And then I realized that I didn't want to lock my book. Uh, Yeah, I originally thought I was going to put The Third Daddy Loves You book into that anthology because um, I knew it was going to be a romantic suspense. But then I thought, you know, it's probably not a good idea to put a book that you know the rest of the series is in Kindle Unlimited. It's probably not a good idea to put it in an anthology that is not going into Kindle Unlimited, and mm-hmm. that I'm not sure when I'll be able to publish that book into Kindle Unlimited after it comes out. Yeah, because that book doesn't come out until November. So the book I'm writing for that one is, um, it's uh, how do I describe it? It's a it's a guardian ward. Not, uh, I want to say novel, but it might be a novella. We'll see. It's probably going to be a novel, let's be honest. Um, so yeah, yeah, let's be honest. Uh, Guardian Ward, um, like sort of gothic, like contemporary gothic, lots of secrets, lots of, um, uh, lots of, uh, dark hallways and, and like old, like a big old house. Um, 
but it also sort of takes place in New York. Like it's it's I don't know. I don't want to get too too into the yeah yeah you know what I mean like into the forest with it but like the minutia of it yeah the minutia exactly that's the word I was looking for um but it's it's an older man younger woman uh BDSM going back to BDSM it's not a daddy book but there is the age gap and um it's uh it's it's definitely taboo because she starts out the book at 17 and so she's yeah she's pretty young and then um she witnesses something she witnesses her her guardian character uh, her doing something um that's you know she probably shouldn't be witnessing and it Mm -hmm. sort of sparks something inside her and uh you know she uh she wants him to do it to her and he's like uh you're a child what do you mean uh wow i can't wait to read this yeah, I'm. Uh, I I can't wait to write it. Right now, I'm I'm outlining it, and I'm really excited to get started on it. Margot, it has been a true pleasure having you on this week's episode. I'm so excited for what you have coming down the pipe for your fans and readers. Please come back this fall so we can talk about your killing me softly romantic suspense story. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Romance Ramblings. As always, I'm your host, Katherine Anderson. Join me next week when author Katie Ray drops by to talk threesomes and unexpected pairings in the romance world. If you'd like to know more about any of Margot's books or the books mentioned in this podcast, please visit bit.ly forward slash rom ram podcast for links to their Amazon pages.